0: Life is hard at times, our hearts often get bruised and battered, yet God offers us words that help and heal those hearts when we turn to Him. Welcome to the Sweet Sila Moments Podcast, where we study His Word and find strength for the day. The Sweet Sela Moments Podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries.
1: Welcome to the Sweet Stella Moments Podcast. This is episode 87, The Persevering Heart. Today we're going to read a pretty awful story. It shows just how wicked humans can be when they walk away from God. David will teach us some lessons about persevering in prayer and faith when the shocking and traumatic events of life occur. Sharon, you've had some trauma in your life, as I have in mine. I've experienced the loss of a child, the scare of almost losing two others in pregnancy the betrayal of someone I trusted, and a few scary medical conditions for my husband and I both. Life is not without its struggles. Isn't
0: that the truth? (laughs) I don't think any of us escape at least some trauma Mm. in life. It can be a sudden car accident that changes life forever. It could be the loss of a job or a home due to fire or tornado or flooding. Mm. Whatever it is, it interrupts life and horrifies us. Mm. I've experienced Ray going to war multiple miscarriages of grandbabies we prayed would live, mm. sudden hearing loss, followed by Meniere's disease and seizures <laughs> <laughs> several years later. It's just a fact. Hard things happen. And they happen to people who are minding their own business and not mm. dabbling in evil ways, yeah. right? Well, how do we make sense of that? <laughs> That's actually what we're going to talk about today during this podcast. So let let me just stop and pray as we begin, yeah. okay? This is a heavy one today. Father God, as we talk about trauma and tragedy <laughs> today, give us your spirit as a guide over our mouths and over our hearts. Lord, may our words bring healing, comfort, and peace to any who listen whose nerves are shot and raw mm. because of recent tragedy. Lord God, you see, you feel, and you care. Please help all who listen to sense your presence right in the midst of the hard in Jesus name i ask this amen
1: amen well let's start today with a story that eventually leads to the trauma we'll be reading in first samuel 21 1 through 10 and i'll start us off so david went to the town of nob to see ahimelech the priest ahimelech trembled when he saw him are you alone he asked why is no one with you
0: "'The king has sent me on a private matter,' David said. "'He told me not to tell anyone why I'm here. "'I have told my men where to meet me later.'
1: "'Now what is there to eat? "'Give me five loaves of bread or anything else you have.'
0: "'Well, we don't have any regular bread,' the priest replied. <laughs> "'But there is the holy bread, which you can have "'if your young men have not slept with any women recently.'
1: "'Don't worry,' David replied. "'I never allow my men to be with women when they are on a campaign.' And since they say clean even on ordinary trips, how much more on this one?
0: Since there was no other food available, the priest gave him the holy bread, the bread of the presence that was placed before the Lord in the tabernacle. It had just been replaced (laughs) that day with fresh bread.
1: Oh, that's good. (laughs) Then now Dog the Edomite, Saul's chief herdsman, was there that day, having been detained before the Lord.
0: David asked Ahimelech, "Do, do you have a spear or sword? The king's
1: business was so urgent that I didn't even have time to grab a weapon. I only have the sword of Goliath, the Philistine, whom you killed in the valley of Elah, the priest replied. It is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. Take that if you want it, for there is nothing else. There is nothing like it, David replied. Give it to me.
0: So David escaped from Saul and went to King Achish of Gath. Well, this is one (laughs) tricky little story. (laughs) And even Bible scholars, which... We are not. Nope. <laughs> Find it hard to completely understand it. So let's start with David's situation. Mm. He is super hungry and so are his men. 600, right? A yeah. At last chance we counted. <laughs> Good grief. And he's really asking for very little, isn't he? He's asking mm. for five loaves of bread. Yeah. So, Nicole, why do you think Ahimelech trembled when he saw David?
1: Hmm. I wonder if he had heard about some of the trouble that was going between David and Saul. So maybe he was worried that this wasn't going to go well for him if he helps David. I think so. I yeah. I think yeah. some of David's inner circle, I think people are, some of Saul's people are starting to see that Saul, I mean, at this point, he can't hide his, his, his uh, madness. Ma- exactly. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And speaking of that, I find that.
0: David's use of the word, the king, is something on a secret miss- mission, the king, interesting. Oh, yeah. He's on the king's business. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm.
0: What king? <laughs> it doesn't seem like it would be on Saul's business, right. Saul once he's dead, yeah. right? <laughs> the TV show, The Chosen, interpreted it as David referring to the ultimate king, God. Mm. I'm on the king's business, but he really meant God. Or it could have meant he's the king, eventually, oh, I don't know. But Nicole, in your research, what did you come up with? Because this is weird. I'm it on is the king's weird. business.
1: I thought it was interesting. It, I couldn't imagine he was talking about Saul either, so I kind of assumed he was talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I looked it up in the Matthew Henry commentary, and he seems to think that David just outright lied about being on a mission from Saul. Huh? Which you know, I thought was interesting. But Matthew Henry was referring to the Psalms where David said he would visit the temple with multitudes of people to go and worship God before his fall from grace with Saul. And now he was coming just a few men kind of out in the beginning of the temples, so that would have seemed odd to Ahimelech and maybe caused him to ask David why he was alone or why oh. he wasn't here with his normal entourage. Like, yeah. okay, something's not What's right. What's up? You used to come here with all the pomp and circumstance and all the courtly people, and now you're just here... We don't have weapons. I think he was kind of like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. You know, so maybe Very David uneasy. panicked, and uh, maybe that's why he said, oh, I'm here on business from the king. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe he was just trying to help Ahimelech not get in trouble. That's Ahimelech
0: true. could have said if he got caught... He said he was on the king's business. Right, which he would reflect have to the lie. Would, yeah, reflected back on David. Yes. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Another but question. a
1: little tricky, what's a going on here?
0: <laughs> yeah. So Ahimelech doesn't actually have food except <sighs> the bread of the presence. Well, what yeah. in the world, Nicole, <laughs> is the bread of the presence?
1: Yeah, so in the Old Testament, in uh, Exodus and Leviticus, we find references to it, kind of telling the priest how to prepare it and to make 12 loaves and all. And that was this very special holy bread, basically, and not meant for the common folk. And it was set out in the temple before the Lord as a symbol, but that the priests were able to eat it once a week in the special holy place the priest would go to. But in the New Testament, Jesus mentions David eating it, so he must not have minded. That's true. Because Jesus was using that story of David as an example when um, they were giving him and his disciples a hard time about breaking off the heads of grain and eating it on the Sabbath. So he had said, you know, the rules are great, but I am greater than the Sabbath.
0: Absolutely. So right.
1: maybe in times of great need, it was okay for the bread to be eaten it must have by been. the people. It must have It wasn't been. holy yeah. enough where David was struck down dead anyway. We know right. that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. And and Jesus did point to it as, you know, this is was okay in these circumstances. They were starving. Yes, so, yeah. yeah.
1: So I think, you know, it's still kind of odd, but that's all I think. There it is. <laughs> well,
0: that's good. Okay, so he gets this bread. Yeah. And David also gets Goliath's sword back, which yeah. he had initially kept. That was kind of interesting. When he first sliced off. I thought go, so. Yeah. So he must have donated it. Oh, maybe. Or put it in the keeping in of the priest. the Lord or something. Or I don't know yeah. how it wound up at... Abiathar's house, but or, or Ahimelech's house, but there it is. So life's getting scary for David, and he actually needs a sword at this point. And he's got men to feed. It's desperate. Mm. But actually, this isn't even the trauma. I mean, this is pre-trauma. But wait, there's This is more. still to come. So let's read First Samuel 22, 5 through 19, and see what came of David's visit to the priest, mm. trying to keep himself and his men alive. And I'm going to start with verse 5. So okay. now we're getting into the... One day, the prophet Gad told David, Leave the stronghold and return to the land of Judah. So David went to the forest of Hereth.
1: The news of his, in parentheses, David's, arrival in Judah soon reached Saul. At the time, the king was sitting beneath the tamarisk trees on the hill of Gibeah, holding his spear and surrounded by his officers.
0: "'Listen here, you men of Benjamin!' (laughs) Saul shouted to his officers when he heard the news. "'Has that son of Jesse promised every one of you fields and vineyards? "'Has he promised to make you all generals and captains
1: in his army?' "'Is that why you have conspired against me? "'For not one of you told me when my own son made a solemn pact with the son of Jesse. "'You're not even sorry for me!' of it my own son encouraging him to kill me as he is trying to do this very day oh my it's word whine. whining
0: yeah also lying, lying. also Flat just out lying, lying. Ah. yeah so i'm going to call doeg Dog as you did because he this is a really bad guy he sounds
1: like a dog. and it just he sounds like a doeg
0: i have no idea if that's how it's pronounced it could be doeg i have no idea anyways then doeg the edomite <laughs> who was standing there with saul's men spoke up when I was at Nob, he said, I saw the son of Jesse talking to the priest, Ahimelech, son of Ahitob.
1: Ahimelech consulted the Lord for him. Then he gave him food and the sword of Goliath, the Philistine.
0: King Saul immediately sent for Ahimelech and all his family who served as priests at Nob.
1: When they arrived, Saul shouted at him, Listen to me, you son of ah- Ahitob.
0: A That'll work, <laughs>
1: son of a <laughs> What is it, my king? Ahimelech asked.
0: Why have you and the son of Jesse conspired against me? Saul demanded. Why did you give him food and a sword? Why have you consulted God for him? Why have you encouraged him to kill me, as he oh is trying to goodness. do to this very day? Lies. Boy, he was paranoid, yes. wasn't he? Yes. <laughs> this is
1: after David twice has said, "Look, I could have killed you, and I didn't." Oh my word, yeah. And Saul, so, Saul, so. still thinks he's after him. <laughs> oh man. But sir, Ahimelech replied, is anyone among all your servants as faithful as David, your son-in-law? Why, he is the captain of your bodyguard and a highly honored member of your household. This was certainly
0: not the first time I had consulted God for him. May the king not accuse me and my family in this matter, for I knew nothing at all of any plot against you. You will surely die,
1: Ahimelech, along with your entire family, the king shouted.
0: And he ordered his bodyguards. Kill these priests of the Lord, for they are allies and conspirators with David. They knew he was running away from me, but they didn't tell me. But Saul's men refused to kill (laughs) the Lord's priests. Good for them. Good for them.
1: Then the king said to Dog, you do it. So Dog the Edomite turned on them and killed them that day. Eighty-five priests in all still wearing their priestly garments.
0: Then he went to Nob, the town of the priests, and killed the priests' families—men <laughs> and women, children and babies—and <laughs> all the cattle, donkeys, sheep, and goats. Oh, this hurts to read it.
1: It does. For it crying out loud, <laughs> Ahimelech
0: gave five loaves of bread mm. and the sword that belonged to David mm-hmm. to David, <laughs> and all these innocent people. And lies, lies all the way through it. Mm. David was not trying to kill Saul. No. This. Oh, oh. It's Saul insane. was really mentally ill by this point, I think. Good oh, grief. Yeah. I, I can't imagine running away from someone trying to harm me and having them declare it's me trying to harm them. Yeah. I mean, what an upside-down world. What a kaleidoscopic Alice in Wonderland, nothing-makes-sense
1: <sighs> world. Right. He was so delusioned at that point. And then the slaughter of so many innocents. Nicole, I, I have no words. I know. It's just awful, Sharon. It's so incredibly hard to read when innocent people have to suffer for the evil or the cruelty of others. It just breaks my heart. Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) So, a really, really horrific tragedy took place.
1: Not our favorite part of the story. Not our favorite part,
0: (laughs) but the truth. And Mm. horrific things happen. People can be so wicked. Yes. We all are capable of it. We
1: all have sin in our heart. And we fall away from God. Yeah. It's a scary thing.
0: David has had quite the life since he was a little shepherd boy,
1: mm. anointed
0: the king. Let's list some of the traumas. He was given Saul's daughter as a wife. And then Saul took her away and married
1: her to another man. I feel that was traumatic. Yeah, I would think so. Right? Yeah. And then he was super successful in battle battles for King Saul. And the result of that was Saul's being jealous and trying to spear for <laughs> David when David was playing the harp to soothe him. Can you
0: imagine playing a soothing tune and then having to duck?
1: Yeah, you're. His just reflexes into it. were
0: amazing. Yeah, also, he was God's anointed, so God Might reflexed have him. him. Yes. Like <laughs> <laughs> Good heavens. Oh, and then David's hiding in caves, actually avoiding killing Saul when he mm-hmm. has opportunity, yeah. trying to make sense of how he's supposed to ever be king when Saul is king. And he's quite sure God doesn't want him to kill Saul. Mm. He's hungry and confused and even has to send his family and relatives to live in another country Mm. so they're not slaughtered.
1: Oh yeah. I feel like he's had some trauma before this trauma. The burden of worrying about others that might pay for his, you know, his not his crimes, but for the fact that he's being chased. Right. That's really scary. Yeah. Yeah. And then a priest who is kind to him not only pays with his life, but 84 other priests pay along with theirs. With th- and the entire town, down to the animals and the babies and the children. It's just, uh, who does that kind of wicked thing? I know it. It's awful.
0: Well, this is trauma mm-hmm. and confusion and a huge moment where we cry out, where are you, God, in all of this, mm, right? I yes. mean, this is where human beings are like, how, why? do see
1: the point in yeah, this why. Yeah. Yep.
0: And, you know, when people think that, you know, life is really awful now, life's always been awful
1: oh yeah (laughs) i
0: hate to say it there's nothing new under the
1: sun (laughs) there isn't
0: there are always sunsets and butterflies Mm -hmm. and you know catching fireflies and jars and and torture and horror and Mm, innocent people suffering
1: absolutely it's
0: all this crazy mess it always is but here's where we're going to go with this we're going to get to actually read David's thoughts and prayers Mm. specifically about this event. I love it when the Psalm is labeled so we know when he wrote the song.
1: Yes, me too. Psalm
0: 52 is unbelievable. (laughs) So let's see how David persevered. This is our whole theme today is persevering, Mm. a persevering heart. How do you keep going when you're like, Trauma after trauma after trauma.
1: Right, and he's like every step leads to harm for other people even. Right, and he's hurting he other paralyzed. people, not right. just
0: himself. Sometimes it's worse if you've hurt other people oh, than yeah. if you've hurt yourself. You'd rather hurt yourself. Right. Oh, so, David. So how do you persevere? And yet he does. Mm. Yes, he does. Um, so David persevered when it surely looked like his life was going down into a flaming pit. <laughs> so let's read it together. Nicole, you can begin and absolutely read its title. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's
1: so specific. So this is Psalm 52. For the choir director, a psalm of David regarding the time at Dog the Edomite said to Saul, David has gone to see Ahimelech. So we know precisely this is what he wrote afterward.
0: <laughs> and isn't it interesting that that's, that's how David responds to things? Yes. He writes a song.
1: I know. Maybe it helped him process all yeah, that trauma. Yeah. All right, so I'll start with verse one. Why do you boast about your crimes, great warrior? Don't you realize God's justice continues forever?
0: All day long, you plot destruction. Your tongue cuts like a sharp razor. You're an expert at telling lies.
1: You love evil more than good and lies more than truth, Selah.
0: (laughs) You love to destroy others with your words, you liar.
1: But God will strike you down once and for all. God will put you from your home and uproot you from the lands of the living, Selah.
0: The righteous will see it and be amazed. They will laugh and say, look what happens to mighty warriors who do not trust in God. They trust their wealth instead and grow more and more bold in their wickedness."
1: But I am like an olive tree thriving in the house of God. I will always trust in God's unfailing love. I will praise you
0: forever, O God, for what you have done. I will trust in your good name in the presence of your faithful people. Nicole, what are your favorite takeaways? I mean, there's so much in the psalm.
1: There's so much, I know. I David is such a beautiful way with words and the honesty he always shows as he transitions from crying out about the horrible tragedy tragedy to finding comfort and rejoicing that evil will be destroyed. And then he ends with his love for God and for who God is. And it's just so easy to relate to him, to walk through those feelings, yes. you know? He doesn't shy away from his darker emotions. He's so honest with God. He is. He about is. everything yeah and he's so confident oh my goodness the first verse why do you boast about your crimes
0: great warrior don't you realize god's justice continues forever mm. i Just mean calling there's, them out <laughs> yeah, there's none of this oh i'm such a loser mm. you know nothing goes my way ever it's like uh you know a dog your days are numbered
1: yeah what you've done is wrong
0: right and you are going to pay for it because god's justice mm. will be met And I need to remember that when I get overwhelmed by evil people in the world, oh, they're going to face God someday. God is God. He is just. And someday it will all be made right. And we ought to be on our knees praying for mercy for these mm. enemies because it's not going to be pretty. Right. Right.
1: Oh yeah. No. know. <laughs>
0: oh, my goodness. So I just love that. That right at the beginning you see David's faith. Mm-hmm. Don't you realize God's justice continues forever? Doesn't mm-hmm. matter that you have the upper hand right now. Right. You're in trouble. Yeah. You're in big trouble. That's a- <laughs> dog. You're in trouble. <laughs>
1: God's coming for <by> you, dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. But so. it is
1: so beautiful, and I just I love how he always ends with. I will praise you forever, O oh God, for what you have done. I will trust in your good name and in the presence of your faithful people. Yes. So he ends on that good note again, like despair and triumph and promise and... God's got this.
0: Yes, I still trust you and I'm yep. going to declare it in the presence of your faithful people.
1: Yeah. And honestly
0: Nicole, when you see somebody do that, live that out mm-hmm. to be in the midst of a hard time and still declare that God is good. Oh, wow. It is such a testimony, isn't Doesn't it? Doesn't it
1: strengthen your faith though? It does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because that's someone that is looking with the eternal perspective that mm. that too often we don't have, right. we we get stuck in the middle of the trauma, the mm. the you know one the thing that's going on right now, and we don't look long term. The right. fact that he will make it right, it yeah. will be okay in the end. We need to pray for faith. Yeah, That's a fruit of the Spirit to have this kind of faith that will
1: help us stand even when it looks like everything is going terribly. Mm -hmm. We have to learn to pick our heads up from looking down at like the mess, the mess. It's like I get stuck looking down like, oh, how are we getting out of this? And then look up and go, okay, you've got this, God, even if it feels horrible right now. Right. Right. I think one of the most challenging things to my faith as an adult was watching my friend walk through the loss of a child. And when she found out that he had passed, she started singing A song in in the hospital. She said, "You give and take away. Blessed be the name of the Lord." And I just I couldn't believe it. I said, "Oh my word!" At the the lowest point of a mother's life, to lose a child. Yes. And she praised God immediately. She praised. And walking her walk, watching her walk through that with God was just like. Okay, God can get us through anything. He can. The deepest hurt, the worst trauma, God can. I've watched other people walk through it without God, and it has been traumatic to see because you think, oh, no, we could never survive this trauma. Right, right. We can't. Only with God can we hope to survive the right, horrors of this life. Right, right. right. And, it's the, and it's the
0: knowing what the truth is, even when we aren't seeing it played out the way yes. we want. And that's what Job did. And poor old Job. I just <laughs> I I've been reading him lately. I and was too. It's too funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And he has one line that says, Though he slay me, yes. though God himself kill me, yet yeah. will I trust him.
1: Mm. And, you know, I don't know if Job ever knew that God... What I, I wonder if God ever told Job what had happened, like why he had all that horrible uh, thing. I know we don't ever find out if God no. was like, "Oh, actually, Job, it was a test. I let Satan kind of have at you." He never. We don't know if, he ever, no if he ever out found why, out why. Right. I mean, he knows now, <laughs> yeah. but
0: during his lifetime, I no. mean, when he finally gets his answer from God, it's all about who are you to question yeah, me? I love that. And Job's like, okay, who shutting are my mouth. You
1: oh man. Where were you when I created that? Th- you just kind of like yes. tremble a little listening to God. Gonna. Um, Where were you when I made the earth? <laughs> right, right, right. And then he kind of describes the incredible glory of creation, yes. and Job's oh, like,
0: all right. right, so you kind of know what you're doing. So I should suggest so, you. <laughs> right. But nothing that Job had done warranted what happened, and I think that the reason Job was given this um, task of showing the world the truth that God sometimes allows bad things to happen Mm. to people that have done nothing from a human perspective to deserve it. Right. And that's something we have to remember with trauma Mm -hmm. is that we often don't cause it. It just happens. As a result. I mean, David... He was just watching sheep and singing happy songs to God. I know. He didn't ask for any of that. He never <laughs> thought he was going to be king. I yeah, doubt. I right. mean, you know, maybe he aspired to own and part of the farm someday. Right. Would probably Being be... like,
1: wasn't he the youngest? Or it you're was the youngest. youngest. He, he was probably little... wasn't going to have much of anything.
0: Right. So wow. so he didn't ask for all the torment and torture and cave dwelling and, you know, wife. Here, have a wife. No, just don't kidding. have a wife.
1: <laughs> that would be <laughs> awful. I was going to took my Josh to him. He said, so just kidding. He gets yeah. a married someone No, else. sorry.
0: That's the worst. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, he had so much. And yet this beautiful, beautiful psalm declares clearly, mm. God's got this. Yeah. I don't have to see it to know that mm. in the long haul, when this world is done and the next one unfolds, it will all be made right. Yes, And that's where we land as Christians.
1: So we are not as those who have no hope. Right. That's why we have hope. We do have hope. And we have to trust even if we don't see the end of the trauma. Why? The reason why without knowing why. We may never know why. No, and we have to kind of... And we can still say,
0: I really don't like it. Yes. I have done that before. I do
1: not like your plan. You can write him a song and tell him how much you don't like it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's allowed. (laughs) Exactly.
0: And all these stories, the Bible says, were written to teach us in Romans. And they do. This is teaching me today that if trauma comes again and it may it probably mm. will you know in some form or another that's right. that's life that um it's come before mm-hmm. and god still has us held yes. close even in the midst absolutely hallelujah mm. so well let us pray oh father we want to understand <laughs> so much that we don't and we confess to you that we like comfort, we like happy endings, we don't want to hurt, and we hate seeing the innocent suffer. Mm -hmm. And so do you. I thank you that you are just. I thank you that there will come a time when all will be made right, and we Mm -hmm. can trust that. I thank you that in our lowest moments, you don't leave us ever. You are there hurting with us, holding us, and willing to heal if we will just nestle in. Jesus, if someone is recently going through a trauma, listening to this today with wounds that are raw and sore and open, Mm. would you touch them? Heal, hold, comfort. I ask this in your name. Amen.
1: Amen. We really hope this episode has helped you as you walk through your own hard places. We truly do love to pray for people. So write us and let us know how we can lift you up to God who sees you. You can find us at sweetsela.org slash podcast. You can donate at sweetsela.org slash donations. And you can meet us and tell us in person if you choose to attend our retreat next year. We are so excited about the Refuge Retreat happening September 15th through the 17th, 2023. Want to come and hear great speakers, sit by a gorgeous New Hampshire lake in the fall, and spend some time in quiet worship and rich conversations? Sign up, start in a few weeks. Go to suitesila.org slash refuge retreat for more information. We would love to meet you. Next week, we're going to look at David from a different angle. Sometimes we let our anger get the best of us, and David almost does a really rotten thing because of some uncontrolled rage. We're going to meet a gutsy woman who saves the day, too. I'm looking forward to episode 88, The Humbled Heart. We hope you'll join us for this, and until then, have a great week.
0: We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments Podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.